welcome to livealittlehigher.com. The 18th of the month of ER is the day of Lagba Omer, the 33rd day of the Omer. Uh, this year it falls on, on next Monday night, May, um, it's May 8 and 9, this Tuesday the 9th. This is the day that we celebrate Lagba Omer this year. And it's a very special day, it's a very holy day. And we see that for many generations, uh, the inner soul of the Torah, also known as the Kabbalah, was transmitted from teacher to, to, to student. In, in forms of cryptic uh, maxims in private, it was something that was not public for the public domain. Uh, only very, very few people had the, the knowledge of, of the Kabbalah. And then we see what these teachings are about, and these teachings chart the sublime expanses of the divine reality. They talk about creation and God and how we're made up and how the world was made to be, and how the system works and the, the effects that you have when you keep, when you do a mitzvah, the effects that you create when you learn Torah, all these inner aspects of the Torah are the revelation of this great book, the Zohar, the, the, which was uh, given to the world by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who actually, the day of Lagba Omer is his yurtzeit, is the day that he passed away. And, um, and, the, the, and, the, and the teachings, the teachings he gave us uh, are to, with us today more relevant than in those days. So the first to disseminate these teachings of the Kabbalah to a wider group of, of people was Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. He lived in the second century uh, of, um, uh, of the Common Era, and his most significant revelation came about on the day of his passing. So the day that he died, he revealed all these secrets to his students. And then centuries passed, many, many years later, we have the great rabbi Isaac Luria, the holy Ari, the Arizal, in the years, in the year 1500 and the mid 1500s, from 1534 to 1572, he didn't live a very long time. And we see that from here, the holy Arizal, he, he, he proclaimed, in these times we're allowed and duty bound to reveal this wisdom. And Rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov, who came many years later, in the 1600s, late 1600s, uh, beginnings of the 1700s, and his students uh, were able to bring these teachings that were so hard to, to get, so hard to learn, and they were able to disseminate them into the world. Today, we have them everywhere. Uh, we have them in the, in the computer, we have them in the websites, we have books, tons of books with all these teachings, and, and the world has evolved from them. It is a big light that came to the world. So Lagba Omer is really a very special day. Um, it's the, it's, it's, it, Lagba Omer remains a day on which Jewish mysticism made its first emergence from the womb of, womb of secrecy uh, and exclusivity. And Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in, in, instructed his students to celebrate this day as a joyous festival and so it is marked in every Jewish community to this day. It's a very, very auspicious day, like people do bonfires, 
they listen to music. We don't listen to music these days because it's the counting of the Omer. We're also in a time of mourning because of the death of the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva that passed before this time. Uh, actually, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was one of his students that came after his previous students died. He was a student of Rabbi Akiva. But it is a very important day, and um, most people don't even know about this. So the, one of the customs of this day is the custom that in the communities on the 33rd day of the Omer, uh, known as Lakva Omer, children will go out into the fields and they will play with bows and arrows. So what is the reason for these bows and arrows? What, what is the whole thing about this? So the reason that is usually given to us is that it, it's a custom that marks the passing of our, our great sage, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And, that, and the Mishnah says that during his lifetime, there was never a rainbow in the sky. You never saw a rainbow throughout his whole lifetime. And, um, and, and he was a very big rabbi. And so the sages proclaimed that no rainbow appeared in the sky during the lifetime of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai because, because in his time, he was, he was such a, a tzaddik, he was such a, uh, an important human being. His merits were so big that it didn't have, to, it didn't show a rainbow. So let's say what, let's see what is the implication of a, of a rainbow. So we know that after the, the Mabul, after the great flood in which um, the world was destroyed and Noah was the only survivor with the animals he had in the ark and, uh, and, his, and his sons and their wives, we see that when he came out of the, of the ark, there was a rainbow in the sky. There was a pristine rainbow in the sky. And this is a symbol from God that he would never again destroy the world with a flood. This is a covenant that he made with Noah. So the appearance of a, of a rainbow is therefore a sign that somewhere in the world there's something going on that Hashem is really not happy about. He's not happy about it and that it's deserving of being destroyed. But since he made this promise to Noah, he keeps his promise and he, ne and he never again did something like, like of this size to the world. And so the Hebrew word for rainbow is keshet. And this word keshet also refers to a bow, to a bow, bow used in archery. So in fact, the rainbow is called God's bow. So to demonstrate that after Rabbi Shimon's passing, there is now a need for the sign of the, of the rainbow because we already don't have a person like him anymore. Many of the children, there's a custom that they go into the fields and they play with the arrow and the bow. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe points out that there must be a more positive reason for this custom as well. He always looked for the positive. He was always looked to see what good we can learn from something. And so the Sohar tells us that before the coming of Mashiach, and especially bright rainbow will come and appear in the sky. Today, when you see a rainbow, yes, you can more or less see the colors and everything, but it's very diffuse, it's not so bright. But it says that when Mashiach is gonna come, you're gonna see a rainbow that is so bright. And this is a, an announcement that the heralding of Mashiach, the heralding of the, of the redemption is soon to come. So the Sohar explains that at the present, the rainbow appears in dull colors. 
because it is a reminder. Today, it is a reminder, it's a way, it's a beautiful way in which Hashem tells us, hello, my world, I'm not happy with the way you're going. I'm not happy with what you're doing. You have to change. And at the time of the redemption, however, it will appear in full panoply of colors as a reflection of the everlasting covenant of God made to his people. And so since Lagba Omer marks the passing of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who began revealing these um, inner dimensions of the Torah, it is accustomed to play with a bow symbolizing the special bright light of that rainbow that will appear soon in our days with the coming of Mashiach. So we see that, um, that when it comes to learning Torah, there are two ways to go about it. If during one's learning one recognizes and keeps in mind that it is a divine wisdom, like when you're learning Torah, you should learn L'Shem eh, Shamayim, for the sake of heaven, not for ulterior motives. The intention when you sit and you learn Torah should be to bring pleasure to, you, to your creator. It should be because when you learn Torah, you're actually eh, learning Hashem's wisdom. The wisdom of the Torah and Hashem are one. So the biggest connection you, have to, you can have with God in your, as a human being is by learning Torah. Because when you're connecting your intellect to the Torah, you're connecting your intellect to Hashem's intellect, if that can be explained. Okay? So Torah and God are one. He, the, the Torah is His wisdom and the mitzvot are His will. So when you learn Torah, you're connecting to His wisdom. When you do mitzvot, you're connecting to His will. So we see he's then ready to put aside his ego to fully understand what he's learning. And if he, see, and if he sees someone else who pre perhaps understands better, not only would he not be disappointed, he would be very happy to learn from this other person. So this is a person that has a, a humble heart, he has a humble countenance when he's learning Torah. He's always willing to learn from someone else. He doesn't think he knows everything. And he does it for the sake of heaven. So if on the other hand, it's about a person's ego, it's about being knowledgeable, it's about me being important, it's about me having honor, look how this person knows Torah. Then this person, if someone has something else to say and knows more than him, he will get upset about it because it, 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 it diminishes him. So the mystics explain that the sword and the bow represents two ways of combating the forces of negativity. A sword is used to, for close combat. Obviously, if you're in a war and you have a sword, it's, you have to put it into the person next to you. You're, you cannot hit a person that's 10 miles away from you or a few feet away from you. While the bow and hour are used to battle from a distance. So the sword represents the battle to combat the more blatant and conspicuous form of evil while the bow represents to the combat with the more subtle and elusive negativity that appears to be distant and not a, a, a direct threat to you. So yes, you hear things in the news of things that are going on in the world, and you're like, okay, it doesn't apply to me, right? So you're not so concerned. But if it's a, a, a burglar, he's coming into your house, and he's gonna do something to your family, for sure you're gonna take out the kitchen knife and you're gonna throw it at him, right? So furthermore, the mechanics 
of the bow itself teaches us a very important lesson about respect and how one can reach the greatest of heights. In order to shoot an arrow, one needs to pull the string of the bow and the further back you pull it, the farther the arrow is gonna fly. And the same is true with putting aside our own ego and recognizing God and his wisdom. So the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, what he's teaching us is that the further you pull your ego, the farther you take it, the, far, the, the, the farther you're gonna fly. That the further back we pull our ego, the greater the heights we will ultimately reach. If we get ourselves out of the way, we can become truly unlimited. So the, 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 what it's teaching us in, in a Kabbalistic way, and now that we're celebrating the, the Yurtzai of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and this is part of his lessons, is that sometimes in life you have to make yourself small in order to become big. You know, we don't need to be big in the eyes of anybody. We just need to be big in the eyes of God. The only thing that should concern you is how Hashem looks at you. Because if Hashem is happy with you, you're gonna be happy with yourself. If Hashem is not happy with your life and how you live your life and how you treat people and how you behave and how you conduct your, your things, then you can never be happy with yourself. So the, the Rebbe teaches us that this is a very important concept and also we're learning Parashat more, which talks about education is that when we are humble, our intentions, when we're gonna learn, are gonna be pure intentions. And then the Torah that we're gonna acquire is gonna be pure Torah. So this is what really the concept of the bow and the, and the rainbow and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the arrow mean. And in, in reality, this is what we've been doing for the last days, which from Pesach till Shavuot, that we're refining our character traits. This is a refinement really is that, is that we, we become humble and, and Black Baomer actually falls on the day of Chod Shevechot, which is humbleness within humbleness. That to be able to acquire all this knowledge, we really have to become small. We really have to understand that we're nothing, that Hashem is everything. And when we do that, we will merit to bring the, the bright, bright rainbow into the sky that will be heralding, we will announcing the coming of Mashiach. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.